Hey everybody, welcome to The Bloodlust. This is your go-to podcast for classy broads and a token dude talking horror. Why to say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> this is a Bites episode. Bloodlust Bites. Listeners, are you familiar with those? I almost forgot them myself. We used to do them back in the day. Mostly just Eddie and Karen, I think. Always just Eddie and Karen? Maybe. Possibly. It's hard to well, say. Well, what they are, are short little episodes with just two of us about a movie we watched. Not something we are reviewing for the show proper, but just a little little bite for you. So that's what we're doing tonight. And we are going to be talking about the movie Shirley, which is currently streaming for free on Hulu and for pay elsewhere. About Shirley Jackson, loosely. And not really a horror movie, which is another reason we didn't do it as a regular episode. Karen, would you say there's anything, like, scary in this? Uh, no. I mean, I guess it's a little tense, maybe for a minute. There's but, some suspense, I guess, yeah. but mm, mostly just, like, agoraphobia and jealousy. The usual. Mm-hmm. Just like everyday life. Yeah. Pretty much. If you're me. <laughs> Uh, so we'll skip all the other crap that we normally do. <laughs> all that garbage. Just kidding. Get that out of here. <laughs> Karen, I'm glad that you're joining me for this, even though uh, I think we have differing opinions about this movie. We sure did. It'll be a good one. It should be. Karen, why don't you tell us the stats about this movie? And then I'll tell the listeners what it's about. All right. It was directed by Josephine Decker, written by Sarah Gubbins, based on the novel by Susan Scarf Merrill. Scarf. I know, Scarf. Sorry. That's made up. I saw, no, I saw that when I was looking it up, looking up stuff earlier, and I was like, nah, that's not real. Whose middle name is Scarf? Yeah. Maybe it's her last name. Whose last name is Scarf? Yeah. Maybe she got married and kept it. Yeah. Stars Elizabeth Moss, Odessa Young. Michael Sturbarg, Stur- Stolbarg, why don't I, whatever, and Logan Lerman. It's rated R, has a running time of 1 hour and 47 minutes. It premiered at Sundance, before everything shut down, January 25th of this year, and was released on Hulu and other places on June 5th of 2020. Thanks, Kitty. You're welcome. I also uh, forgot to put the... Rotten Tomatoes score. It's, it's high. 88%. Yeah, 88% critic score, uh, 61% hmm. audience score. Okay. Which I think uh, might represent us pretty well. I think so. Unless you'd be lower than that, because I would say about 88, maybe a little higher for myself. What's it about? Well, it is not a biopic of Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson... She wrote such novels as The Haunting of Hill House, which has been adapted three times. Thrice, you might say. The most recent. What'd you say? Thrice, you might even say. I would say. I would say that. You would say it too. But the last time, it really didn't have much at all to do with the novel, except for some of the characters' names and some some of the spooks. But other than that, he basically just took the house and the names 
and went from there. The Flan Man, when he adapted that. But Shirley Jackson was primarily known as uh, a writer of scary stories. She, you probably, if you have not read any of her novels, have read The Lottery in school. Did you have to read that one in school? I did not read it in school. I read it no? uh, recently, like last year, maybe. It's a good one, huh? It, it sure is. And you read The Haunting of Hill House like last year and didn't like it very much, right? I don't know. Did I read that? I think you read it. Hmm. Probably. I'm kind of a, a Shirley Jackson fan. I haven't read all of her books, but I've read the, the Haunting of Hill House, and I've read We Have Always Lived in the Castle, and I love that book. Oh, I read Super it good. three years ago, oh, and I did not club, read right? it, so I don't know anymore. <laughs> it was your book club. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. I remember now. I'm glad that you remember. <laughs> she also, uh, as is not mentioned here, wrote a lot of humorous essays about her kids and her house um, and how busy and, and uh, frenetic and nuts it was living there. She had like, she had like four kids. Yeah. I think. They, um, they don't, they don't have that in the, in the movie. The movie takes some liberties. Yes. And only focuses on, uh, one period in Shirley Jackson's life and kind of combines some other stuff in from her life with it. Uh, it has her real husband. I mean, you know, her actual <laughs> husband, who was a uh, literary critic who taught at a university. That, was, that much is true. She did get a little agoraphobic in her old age, not at the time when uh, this is purporting to take place, but they include that here. So... Basically, they're using Shirley Jackson as kind of a springboard to tell a story. And uh, in the movie, they're focusing on um, the period when she was writing the novel Hangs a Man, which is one that I have not read. Me neither. Sorry. How dare you? I don't. But so it's the the 50s is when this happens. And the movie depicts uh, Shirley Jackson having a writer's block after the lottery came out and was a success and not really uh, coping well with that uh, notoriety and struggling with uh, her husband and his infidelity. And they have a couple that comes, that's Odessa Young and Logan Lerman. And uh, Logan Lerman is going to be his, what, his TA? I Pretty guess. much. I don't know what else they call that. I think he's going for his PhD, right? Uh, yeah. Or something? Something like that. So they're living with Shirley and her husband. And Shirley Jackson is very prickly to them, of course, at first. She's, a, she's quite a character. So Rose, Odessa Young's character, kind of gets railroaded into becoming Shirley's personal assistant slash... Housekeeper. housekeeper yeah yeah which you know that was our job in the 50s i guess but the the movie kind of is about that period in time and the relationship between the two women mm-hmm. 
Ta-da! And Josephine Decker, have you watched any movies by this director before? Uh, I, I know that I haven't watched Madeline's Madeline because Brian was trying to convince me that I had. But he def- that was a movie that I was like, no, nah, you can go watch that by yourself. I don't think you'd like that movie at all. I, just by looking at it? No, I don't think so either. Other than that, no, I haven't looked would- at what she made. <laughs> you'd find that very artsy-fartsy. It looks like it. No, I haven't seen anything. Some people categorize her as an experimental filmmaker. I, I wouldn't. She's in the mumblecore kind of group mm. with um, Joe Swanberg and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she, I would consider her movies more mumblecore, but they're definitely not talky mumblecore. They're more... I think her movies are more um, interested in the characters' emotions than anything else. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Madeline's Madeline gets is about actors, and uh, it gets a little it gets a little artsy fartsy. I don't think you'd like it. But the one she did before that, that was mild and lovely. That was quite good, and you might like that one. But did you like this one? No. How much did you not like it? A good amount. I would have stopped watching it if I didn't have wow. to. <laughs> record with you (laughs) karen i loved it i know it's so funny because you're like oh man surely two thumbs up i was like okay great and then brian wanted to watch it because he likes josephine decker um i don't i was so bored i didn't care i just didn't care about the plot or what was happening at all i it was well acted it looked good the score was great uh-huh. I just didn't care. You weren't engaged. No. And what a shame. The and the plot seemed so uneven. Like it would take a lot of time to focus on. I I can't even think of an example, but just some mundane task or some mundane thing that was that did not matter, and then it would just mm-hmm. gloss over something else. Be like, whoa, what just happened there? <laughs> And in hindsight, we did look up the book that she was writing, this Hangs a Man. And oh, did you? Yeah. And the character spends half of her time like in like, a, it's like a alternate reality or whatever. So maybe that's kind of trying to take that in a little bit into consideration. Because this is a little bit, there's a little bit of... um. What would you call it? Magical realism? Kind of. I guess Surreal. so. Because I don't know. Yeah. Rose. It starts to be yeah. her, inner, her inner life. Is She's starting to see it. Yeah. It's, it's a subjective. It's subjectively through Shirley's eyes and through Rose's eyes. Yeah. Because right? there's this missing girl that is the, what the book is about. And she starts to see her. And then Rose starts to become her and whatever else. Um. Yeah. Rose is like her. Stand-in kind of, I guess. Her way into the character. Yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe that was kind of the inspiration behind that. Maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I don't know. Um, but I still, I still didn't care. I'm so sad it wasn't engaging for you. I thought it was pretty fascinating. Uh, I mean, I guess not the, the husband and wife uh, sniping at each other's stuff. Oh, I'm used to I- that. That's every time I live that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing new. <laughs> 
I read a lot of people comparing it with Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And I mean, uh, yeah, obviously the acting was good. And I read that Logan Lerman was Percy Jackson, which I think is hilarious. Because he already has like a little bit of gray hair. Like, you were Percy Jackson, what, eight years ago? Oh, yeah. And he was a Perks of Being a Wallflower, too. He's the main character in that. I just wanted, I was too attached to the book, I think. I haven't read the book, but the movie was great. Oh, good. Maybe I should check should, it out. You should read the book. I think you should at some point. I have it. Yeah, read it. It's a quick Oh, read. no. I gave it away. Oh, stop it. I'm sorry. How dare you? I don't have it anymore. Do you think, uh, do you think Logan Lerman was good in this? He was the only one that kind of didn't do anything for me. I thought the other three leads were great. I think he did what he he did well at what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to be the boring husband that got like kind of got a taste of the co-ed's life kind of thing. I think. I guess I kind of thought of him like uh, in Carol, like the husband character in Carol. I've never seen you know that. just like yeah. A, Stand up, but milk toast kind of guy. Yeah, like I don't. He wasn't supposed to be in their league. I don't think. I guess not. He wasn't supposed to wow us. Yeah, I think he. Oh, that's a young. I haven't seen in anything else. No. What were you gonna say? I yeah. I think he did what he was supposed to. I don't remember what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, she did a great job, and to hang with Elizabeth Moss is not an easy feat. Mm-mm. Honestly, I think this is my favorite Elizabeth Moss performance. It's pretty good. I have not watched Handmaid's Tale. But I really like this performance. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, just because I don't like the actual movie doesn't mean I can't appreciate her performance. And Michael Stolberg, I can't say his name, Stolberg, <laughs> Stolberg is I don't know good. how to say it either. He's oh yeah, good. he's great. And his character in this, you know, he was he was charming and yet an asshole at the same yeah. time and you could definitely you could definitely buy that they were a married couple and that they had been married for a long time yes i thought yes and yeah she's she's something we had a comment from kurt mm-hmm. on our website about her being the uh catherine or no the meryl streep of her generation it's probably not far off i can't think of Anybody else I, who who has this range, this kind of range? You know what her thing is too is that she is not afraid to be unlikable, and she's not afraid to look bad. Did she's she's a, the, a more fearless actress, yeah. I think, and that's why because she's not you know classically beautiful. I think it's she's a character actress that somehow has gotten leading roles. Yeah, but then awesome. she also does us, which is awesome. That performance was the only one I think I like as much as this one. <laughs> Did you see her smell? No. I know she's supposed to be great in she it. She is. But I don't... Courtney Love annoys me, and I know that her performance was based on Courtney Love, so I Just didn't Just ignore that it's Courtney Love, and you'll, like, you'll still like it, I think. But doesn't she act like Courtney Love? It's just... Think of her as just any female rocker. It's fine. I think it's okay. <sighs> I'm not a fan of musician biopics. In fact, I don't like biopics, period. It's just I think I it... like this so much because it wasn't. Mm. I guess I didn't consider it a biopic. I just considered it kind of a drama. I have it, and I should watch it, I know. 
It's very different. I think that if Elizabeth Moss hadn't been cast in Mad Men, I don't think she would have a career like she has. Absolutely not. You're correct. You are very correct. I think that she was able... I think maybe TV has done that for a few actors. Yeah. Where they've been able to show us, despite not being leading man or leading lady material, how good they are. Right, because she was able to grow over the course of that show as an actress. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And change her character. Her character went through so many changes. That was such a great, a great character. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think she owes Matthew Weiner quite a bit. For well, I don't know whoever cast her. Yeah. Um, I like in general. Josephine Decker is very good at creating female characters that are very complicated and not likable. Hmm. And I think I mean Rose is likable in this. I think. Mm-hmm. But. Surely I can see where people would find her abrasive. And she's mean a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for an actress, that's much more fun to do. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. And But, I mean, they've toned it down in this a little bit. Usually her characters are a little more complicated than this. But this is her first studio movie. And it's the first movie she's made that she hasn't written. So I don't think she had as much control. I heard people say that there was like a a lesbian undertone in this. I didn't take their relationship like that at all. There was just that one scene, but was that even real? I don't think it was real. I don't and think I so also either. don't think it meant what people thought it no meant. yeah I, mean, I thought of their relationship more as like like in persona you ever see that no you're too just late. gonna keep naming things that i haven't seen this whole I'm time sorry, okay. no, I feel bad. <laughs> i didn't think of their relationship that way i thought of it more as like a teacher and student relationship or someone talking to their younger self yeah and a lot of it, it's, it's such a subjective lens that we're looking at this stuff through. Mm-hmm. And such unreliable narrators. I'm so sad you didn't like it, Karen. It's okay, I'll survive. This has been my favorite movie of the year, I think, so far. I'm trying to think of other stuff I've seen that I liked from 2020, and I honestly I think this... It's at least in my top three. I don't even know what I've watched that came out in 2020. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> the Hunt. I mean... I guess we saw that. Yeah, but, like, what else? Honestly, I... It's been a shite year for horror. For movies in general. It's almost like a, a skip year. Hopefully the second half of the year when Candyman finally comes out and Quiet Place 2. Hopefully it'll get better. Yeah. I love this. Uh, listeners, if, you, if you're interested in... Um, if you like Josephine Decker for sure, check it out. Uh, we have to do the old 
If you usually agree with Karen, you're not going to like it. Yep. If it's, usually this is definitely an me. Amy movie. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I suppose you're right. You know what it made me think of uh, a little bit? And it's a weird comparison, but uh, 30 Rock. What? Because, like, the whole arc of that series, the story becomes about being, you know, uh, successful in your career and being a woman and how difficult that is because of all the other stuff you're expected to do. Hmm. I mean, that's what she found, that, like, she really couldn't be in a relationship and be completely committed to the show. And this reminded me of that, because it's the, the limitations that female artists have, or a female business, anything, you know. Different sets of limitations than women have, and, and more limitations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that a weird comparison? Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> Do you not think that that was what the the whole the whole show Thirty Rock was about? I didn't even finish Thirty Rock. I gave up. I watched oh. three seasons. How many seasons were there? Oh, a lot. Really? I think there was a good amount of seasons. Yeah, I gave up. So I can't really help you. <laughs> That's the seventh reference that we haven't. I'm had sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. I promise to stop. I guess this is an Amy movie. Yeah. Especially because, like, I hate the '50s and movies that took place during that time. I usually really like because I think all the time about how horrible it would have been. <laughs> to be a woman during that time and be alive. Yeah. Like, The Hours, and this, and Carol, and every other movie about the 50s. Mm-hmm. What Side Story? I don't know. What, did that take <laughs> place in the 50s? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Any scenes that you... Um, oh, you know what I liked? Just uh, the fact that her glasses were crooked throughout the entire movie. <laughs> so crooked. Did like, you, not just a little crooked. Did you like how they made her chubby? That's just how... She, that's just how Elizabeth Moss... Did. I don't think so. Yeah, huh? Not that much. You think so? Yeah. I think so. I don't know. She's never been like super thin. I know she's not. Th- I know she's not crazy thin, but I think that there was pa- some padding under there. Maybe. I loved how she carried herself. Those glasses. She probably built that entire performance around those crooked ass glasses. Oh, probably. That big bushy hair. I loved it, and how she would like lean her head back and squint at you with her mouth open. Yeah, I want to watch it again. I don't. I loved it. And if you like this movie, listeners, sorry, I'm chewing on my headphone cord. That's not very professional. <laughs> if you like... What are you, a gerbil? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> if you enjoyed Shirley, I think you should check out Madeline's Madeline. 
because it's cool. And it also has a really good performance from the lead. And she's a, a little kid. I, I don't know how young she is. Not out of her teens, that's for sure. And she's amazing in it. And I've never seen her in anything else. In fact, it might be her first performance. But that movie's really good. If you like Miranda July, she's in that. She plays the mom. She's very good in it. I bet you hate Miranda July. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I knew it. Which is exactly why I knew that I did not see that movie. I was like, there is no way I would agree to that. You don't even like me, you, and everyone we know. Not really. I saw that. Ugh, it's so adorable. I don't adorable. like cutesy things. It, it does walk the, the cutesy line. Yeah. Pretty hard. And her second movie, I hate it. Which one is that? It's called The Future. Oh. I don't know if you watched it. Mm -mm. Don't ever watch it. Okay. It's very sad. I'm not sure what else uh, we can say about it. I think I we've said enough. I guess we have. I'm glad that you joined me for this Bites episode, Karen. It was fun. I'm sorry that you uh, hated it, but maybe we'll find another thing. Maybe you could pick something next that you liked, and I'll watch it. Maybe. If you find something you like. You should find me a good slasher. Okay. Since they're not usually my bag. Like, find a good Karen movie. Alright, I'll try. Okay, great. Listeners, if you want to suggest a Karen movie, feel free. You can always suggest movies for us to watch. It comes, it gets kind of tough picking shit, you know? So, we hope you've enjoyed this Bloodlust Bites episode. Join us next time for more good things about scary stuff. How's that for vague? Yeah. You're just going to have to listen. Yeah, you're just going to have to listen and find out. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, until next time, I've been Amy. And I've been Karen. Dinner. Bye. Good night. Good night.